I have a survival guide for all of you photographers listening, and it's Pixello. Pixello is a mobile-friendly, all-in-one software that helps photographers get it done with one simple plan. Pixello wants to help you build a successful business all in one place. We all know the feeling of trying to find time to get everything done. Shoots, editing, finding time for your personal life. Well, Pixello is here to save your sanity this busy season. Pixello can help you with anything from business coaching to client booking, galleries, and more. They also have a new business mastermind program where you can take part in easy to follow classes and be a part of a very engaged community of photographers that will help you build a successful photography business. Sign up for a free Pixello trial by using the link in the episode notes. That's P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O and use the link in the episode notes for a free trial of Pixello. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Today is a once in a lifetime episode. I've never done something like this before. I'm interviewing two people in the same room with me. So today on the podcast, I have Ashton Brooke and Nate Chansky, both of which have been on the podcast before, but we've never done it in person. And I've never done it together with them. So guys, say hi. Hi. Hey, what's <laughs> up? So happy to be here. Now we all live near this near each other. Yeah, it's funny. We all literally live like 20 minutes, like within 20 minutes of each other. So we're eating dinner after this. We, we're just hanging out. We're having a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like an out, like an indoor Michigan yeah. barbecue because yes. it's the middle of January. Right. Yes, it's freezing. Well, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, thanks, Cass. Of course, I have some questions for you um, from you know loyal listeners, maybe fans of yours. Who knows? Just a bunch of people ask you questions. First, let's do a little intros. Um, so, Ashlyn, let's start with you. Just tell everyone who you are. You were on like episode like two or three of my podcast. So, Literally. yeah, I know, like the beginning of the podcast. So, just kind of like overview who you are in case anyone hasn't listened to that episode. Okay, my name is Ashton. Um, I am a full time wedding photographer and educator, and I started my business full-time in Naples, Florida, and I just moved to the Grand Rapids area in August of 2022. So that's been really fun to move my business and it's been crazy. So I've been full-time for almost six years. Actually, ne- yeah, next month is my six-year oh business Annie. So <laughs> that's fun. Happy business Annie. Yeah. Thank you so much. Cool. Okay, Nate, what about you? Who are you? Uh, so I'm Nate, uh, or you can call me Nathan Chansky. That's like what everybody, I feel like I don't know whether, what to call myself. <laughs> <laughs> Identity crisis. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I am a photographer based in West Michigan, wedding photographer mainly. I love working with couples. And I'm also an educator, course creator, business coach, uh, content creator, all the things And, uh, yeah, I love what I do. I've been doing photography full time for about three and a half years now. 
Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Cool. And Nathan was on the podcast as well. He was like, I don't remember the episode number. Ashton's easy because she was like two, but you were like, <laughs> you're like somewhere in between like maybe in the forties or something. So your episode is on the podcast as well. So if anyone wants to listen to your episodes, they should go do that because they're very good. My top listens are your guys' podcast. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. I don't remember who's winning. I think it kind of like goes back and forth between you two. <laughs> it's so a competition now. It is. Yeah. I know. It's really humbling. I like get DMs and people be like, I found you on Cassidy's podcast. I'm like, oh, they went way back then. Like they just yeah. had So that's cool. I feel like when people start podcasts, they like start at the beginning. But I'm the type of person that likes to start with the most recent episode. Me too. I'm the same way. That's yeah. why I get shocked. I'm like, oh, wow. Good yeah. for you. Went yeah. way back. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to interview then. I was like, just... It, you were awkward. nervous. I remember you'd be like, I'm so scared right now. I'm I like, was oh. so nervous. But it was great. <laughs> how far you come. Exactly. Here I am. Nerve free. Is that the first time you guys met, by the way? No. Yes. Yeah, it was like virtually. Wow. Yeah. On okay. the podcast. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Because it was All like right. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. And the first time I met you was on the podcast too. Yeah. But I mean, like, was that the first time that wasn't the first time you guys like heard of each other? Obviously I not. I don't remember. I don't either. Probably. Okay. I'm the type of person that just damns people. And it's like, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Like, <laughs> you know so I think it was that. <laughs> I yeah, find out about someone after like a week and I'm like, yeah, so do you want to be in my <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I'm the same way with people, but honestly, like it's fun. Like I just, I think it's fun. I'm just sitting here like, I don't have a podcast, so can't relate. Mm, not <laughs> Sorry. Yet. Not no, yet. No, no, no. We'll get something. We'll get something that you can relate to. We're oh, going to, no, it's fine. We're going to do questions. So I have questions for each of you. Nice. I'm going to go back and forth and ask you guys questions and we'll just kind of talk about them. Great. Um, so let's start with um, Ashton because Ashton's right in front of me and she said she couldn't relate. So, <laughs> so she feels bad for me. <laughs> let's, let's help her relate a little bit. So Ashton just moved to Michigan from Naples. Ashton, the question here from a photographer is tips for moving your photography business. Okay. So a couple of things that I focused on before we actually physically moved was making connections. For example, I reached out to both Cassidy and Nathan and I was like, <laughs> Hey, actually that was the first time I met Nathan or said hello to you. I li- just sent him a video DM being <gasps> like, hi, I don't think we've met, but this is me. I'm like moving to Grand Rapids and obviously looking for like friends, photography friends and um, I was kind of bold, but I also felt oddly comfortable. I wouldn't just like do that to a rando, but I guess you kind of were a rando. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was bold and I just let people know I'm moving there. If you have to turn away wedding dates, um, I would be honored to be like on your referral list. And I also asked you guys, like, what are some industry people that I should reach out to? And I probably eight months prior to our move, like I was up here and trying to make connections. I met with like a wedding planner and she was someone who put on like some industry networking events. And I was very intentional to be at one when I was in the area. So just trying to make connections and like kind of get back to that original, like hustle mindset of, Mm -hmm. I just need to meet people and get in the room. And, um, I did have like other and like photography friends here. And so I was just asking people like letting them know I'm super excited to move here. Um, if they ever need someone to second shoot, um, vice versa. Like I, I just put myself out there with people that I felt 
I'd have a connection and friendship with. Um, other, I guess, strategies would be like updating my website and my Instagram and like tagging and location tagging and all of that was really important so that people started to associate my name with my new location. I up Oh, and I forgot about this. I actually flew up here and Nathan, you and I put on like a styled shoot together and I, I just kind of put out a model call for people in the area so I could just get like any bridal shoots or even engagement or couple shoots, um, to put on my website and blog. I was really intentional to blog those so that like it would help my SEO and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. definitely been in the, the hustle mindset as far as just local work goes. And that's been good. I'm not going to like pretend that it's just been this easy, natural transition. Like it's definitely had its challenges, but, um, and I'm not booked out for this year in Michigan by any means. I've had to embrace like this year is going to be, there's going to be a natural lull Mm -hmm. by nature of moving and that's okay. And I've prepared myself for that. But on the other hand, like there's so much you can do and that's just pretty much how I've gone about it. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I moved my business relating to what you said about like coming here months prior, like that was such a huge thing for me because I was like, Honestly, I was coming here for like different stuff, but mostly it was like, I just wanted to do shoots and like meet people and stuff like that. Like that's really what my goal was. And I think it's important to literally like use the old fashioned word of mouth when you move because you can do stuff on Instagram and stuff, but like for the most part, like you need to get in with people's inner circles. So they are referring you to people and that's kind of how you can grow. So I feel like that idea of just like going to the place you're going to move before you actually move and starting that connection right away did you change your name on instagram like the little SEO yeah like thing? the searcher the search bar thing yes yeah. i changed that after i announced that we were moving i changed it okay um and i know like my top two lead sources is word of mouth and instagram so that's just where i'm putting all of my uh intention and energy as far as like getting more leads because i'm not like really marketing myself in any other areas because that's how I get leads and bookings. So Mm -hmm. yeah, just knowing like where are your leads coming from and pouring into those resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great advice for someone that's moving. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had to move your business, Nate? No, I haven't. (laughs) Honestly, it's really interesting though, but I think it goes back to just kind of the basics of like, don't overcomplicate things. And if you want to do something, go get out there and like actually like get out there and do the actual thing that you want to do instead of, I think people get so stuck in like, Oh, what's the right, like marketing strategy online digitally. And like all these things and like, what ads do you run? And like, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, why don't you just go and do what you actually want to get paid to do eventually build up that build up the people that you connect with, build up like, again, like the networking and like, um, even like you were trying to build your Midwest portfolio, mm-hmm. right? Which is like another huge thing that you wanted people to see actual Midwest shoots in your portfolio. Um, and I think so many people, like even if, if someone wants to get into destination work or something, anytime someone wants to do that, I'm like, well, are you shooting destination right. work? Because if you're not, then it's really difficult to have someone else be like your guinea pig and then get paid for that. Right. So it's like, go do the yeah. thing. Maybe you have to do it for free and kind of, budget that in a little bit. And I also think it's cool that like you were like, let's put on our own styled shoot. You didn't look for like a content day. Yeah. This might be a little controversial, but I always usually tell my coaching students, like 
just skip like the content day thing, Mm -hmm. do your own. You can absolutely do that. You can do it for like a fraction of the price and you can still create a really compelling piece of your portfolio just by, you know, building all of that yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a setting you want with the people you want, et cetera, so on and so forth. So yeah, I haven't done it, but that's probably the way I'd go about moving my business too. I think it's just, it's unrealistic to think you're going to have a seamless transition. If you want to shoot locally, which I do, I, in my last couple years of business, like I value shooting locally half, half my bookings at least. Like I want to come home to my bed at night. So I also am just in the mindset, like I had a bridal boutique here ask, do you want to shoot? And it was like, I offered my services for free because that's another connection. So I just, I'm not like above anything just because, you know, oh, I'm already full time for X amount of years or whatever. Like I am saying yes to as many opportunities as possible because you never know. And those connections can serve you down the road or really quickly. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just kind of have to go back to your roots. Yeah, for real. And you'll get there. Yeah, and kind of just like not be afraid to reach out to people, work with people you've never worked with before. You just yeah. have to be the world's biggest extrovert when you move. <laughs> so true. Like, <laughs> even if you're not, like, you gotta be an extrovert for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, okay, let's move on to the next question. This one's for Nate. Um, so we had hundreds of photographers ask you questions. I'm just kidding. It wasn't like hundreds. Maybe <laughs> I was like, like, whoa, that's not what we discussed earlier. <laughs> it's like maybe 50 people. Um, Nate, do you feel like you're having a harder time being a male in a mostly woman photography industry? Um, so th- it's really funny cause we talked about this a little bit before well, we didn't talk about it. You just mentioned that that would, might've been one of the questions and now I'm like blanking. I'm like, I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> Are you a victim, um, Nate? Yeah. No, Are you okay? it's really funny. It's really funny because I used to definitely think way more about that. Like when I first started in photography and I guess the best thing I would tell anybody is it's only a thing if you make it a thing and it really doesn't have to hold you back in any way. If it does hold you back in any way, like if there is any reality behind that, And that, oh, like I'm a guy. So because so many women are thought of as the photographer that someone would book, because there's many women who are making the purchase decisions being a bride dominated industry as well on the consumer end. Yeah, you can think like, oh, it's hard to be a male in that scene or in that environment. However, I always kind of look for whenever I have a situation where there's seemingly a downside or a disadvantage for me, I always try to look for the opportunity to get an advantage. And so in that case, I just look for, well, how can I get to a place where I work so hard and I try so hard and I'm, I'm, I'm so dedicated even more than I would be, this sounds weird, but like if I were a woman, Mm -hmm. uh, because then ultimately I can, I can reap a greater harvest if I have like that kind of like disadvantage because I put that much more effort and that much more work in and I just blow past any quote unquote disadvantages that I might have uh, had just by maybe even just perception. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. but I think again, it's one of those situations where it really is only a disadvantage or it's only a 
issue a thing if you make it a thing. And there's plenty of male photographers out there and there's plenty of male educators out there who are highly, highly successful just as much as women. So that alone proves that you have no excuse. You just don't. I think actually you have an advantage sometimes because you stick out like... I feel like sometimes totally. female photographers can just all blend together and yeah, you actually totally. stick out. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it just depends what side of the coin you look at. I could look at the, yeah, being like the male and female dominated. I could give you 10 disadvantages that are honestly probably pretty legit, but I could also probably give you 10 advantages that are also very legit as well. So mm-hmm. it's like, what do you want to focus on? Yeah. So. And I feel like that's just like with anything in the industry, like, it could, whether it's like male or female, that's your issue. Or it could be like you're new versus someone that's more experienced. Like it's just a matter of how much like effort you're willing to put in. And like what you're saying about like, you're going to work harder because you are, you do see a little bit of a disadvantage, but because of that, you're going to get like more in the end, you know, yes, like it's exactly like exactly what I was trying to say. You just <laughs> said it more concise. <laughs> I'm like, in case you weren't following, here's what <laughs> Nate was saying. No, so true. Exactly. Yeah. That was a great answer. I think you just shut that down real quick. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if there's any, if there's any, cause I've heard it out there before and yeah, I, I would just say like, if you are a male and you kind of have that like complex of like, Oh, it's because I'm a guy. I got to be honest. It's not. You really, <laughs> love <that. laughs> like, I love you. <laughs> But bro, you don't have an excuse. Like (laughs) you can still kill it out there. Great. That was great. Um, Okay. So my next question is for Ashton, but in case you guys are listening and you have no idea, there's really no structure to this podcast. I'm just asking them questions. So if you guys, do you guys want to ask me questions or should I just ask? I mean, Ashton? we could ask you questions like do, do on you the have fly. A question? Yeah. <laughs> like, is there a question hmm. that you want to ask? Why don't you I like, I feel like I don't have one off the top of my head, but I could think of yeah, one. Yeah, we'll butt in when we have one. Okay. Okay. So I'll ask Ashton. Thanks, Ashton. <laughs> I'll ask Ashton her question. Okay. So... This is from another of the hundreds of photographers that put answers in. Um, Ashton, why do you love Nikon so much? And this is from someone that uses Nikon. So they're wondering, like, what's the deal? Why do you love it? I love Nikon because my first camera ever was a Nikon. And I never left. And this is my super deep answer. I just, (laughs) I love it because I stuck with it. And... In my humble opinion, slash professional opinion, <laughs> does it really matter? Like, <laughs> they're all. I just realized we're Nikon, Sony, and Canon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And it's like, look at us all. We're fine. I feel like we need like a super hipster, introverted Fujifilm person to like join <laughs> right. our group and tell us why we're all wrong. <laughs> no, I. Um, I just had no reason. It's funny. The first couple years, I remember that conversation. Like between photographers being like, oh, Canon this, Nikon that. And I'm like, literally I'm booking and I love the quality of my work and it's good and it's providing everything I need. So Mm -hmm. for those reasons. Yeah. At the end of the day, like me and Ashton were just like editing together on something and it was like her raws versus my raws, like bro, they're, they're looking the same. Like, (laughs) uh, you know, it's like a matter of like, we noticed her raws were like kind of pink and mine weren't, but like mine, my colors weren't as bright. It's just like, I mean, I even have that intra camera, like 
I have that between my R5 and R6 mm-hmm. madly. So I feel like that's not even like a camera brand right. house yeah. thing. That's more of like a camera thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't even want to bother like switching all the lenses and all that. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm Why just going to stick to yeah. it. And it's been great. I feel like with cameras, like it's just a matter of what makes the most sense to you. Like that's really what the camera is for. It's a tool for you to take the best photos. So like whatever camera you feel like helps you take the best photos, like go for it. For me personally, I suck at like catching focus. Like I suck at focusing. So I use the camera that is like focusing for dummies. It does it for you. So (laughs) like that's what I didn't know. Sony was like focus, like the foolproof. Yeah. Um, It's harder for me to get an out of focus shot than an in focus shot. Like it tracks people to the point where it's like, I have to tell my camera, Hey, stop focusing on people. Like I want to focus on this tree. Mm, We're trying to be artsy. Sony, give us a shot. I actually will say, I remember posting, like I used to post like a lot of before and afters and people would be like, holy cow, your raw is so underexposed and dark. And like the sun is like, how did you light this photo? And I'm like, okay, Nikon does have a really good low light. Mm -hmm. And, And like I could do, I could recover a very dark raw. Yes. So that's my one plug. Do you, do you shoot mirrorless? I do. This was prior to mirrorless. I remember just like my D750 people were like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, your raw is so dark. How did you recover it? Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, for some reason, didn't know if Nikon had mirrorless. Oh yeah. I feel like I heard mirrorless that they didn't or something, which is not true. She's a mirrorless queen. (laughs) She is. Yes. Okay. I didn't tell you I was going to ask this one, but I'll ask it anyway, because I feel like you have a good answer. Here we go. Okay. So Nathan, this is a question from a photographer, obviously, how do you get your number of views on a reel to go up? So like basically how do you get like high performing reels? Do you have like specific things that you do or certain things that you feel like help you get more views? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that and it's not going to be just one thing. It's not going to be like, I'm like barely going to scratch the surface here. Um, but yeah, there's, gosh, what do I even choose? I think it comes down to the biggest thing right now that I see, and this has kind of been for a while too, that's going to get your numbers up is originality, original thought, like an original spin on something. Um, I think also having something that is basically an opinion enough to get people to to evoke an emotion, whether that's an emotion of agreement or an evo- an emotion of like, oh, this makes me feel sad or an emotion of this makes me feel happy or warm inside or an emotion of, wow, I strongly disagree with this because that's going to develop more engagement from people. Um, the way it was worded, it almost sounded like the person was asking, once you post something, what do you do to get your views up? Uh, and that's kind of difficult because sometimes once you've posted it, the cards have kind of already been dealt and there's not a whole lot you can do. Some, uh, something I, I would say, if you want to boost something as much as you can after you post it, I would just keep updating with like, you know, if someone comments on it, just comment back. When I first started and I had like barely any followers, I would comment back on every single comment almost. Mm -hmm. I think like every single one, even if it went viral, I would like comment back on every single one. I can't do that anymore. (laughs) That is a full-time job. (laughs) It it really, it is. But like, if, if that's what you want, if like you really want to boost 
your views and you really want to grow, like that's kind of part of the gig is to really be dedicated. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there's use the right hashtags, all those types of things. Mm -hmm. I always like to, sometimes if, if there's good comments, I will like share them in my story Mm -hmm. so that it sounds, so that it kind of makes people get in on the conversation, like kind of like, Hey, there's this conversation happening over here. You should like get in on it. Um, I always like to pin comments that I think are like wittiest or the most relatable, because if you get enough people actually liking or engaging with a comment on your reel. Like, I don't know about you guys, but on TikTok, like Kayla, my wife and I will always go to the comments oh, yeah. first. Like that's half, every single video. That's half sure. the juice. So, yeah, yeah. so if you have people like actually commenting something good, like pin it, like yeah. reward that. And then I think it oftentimes just boosts engagement. So yeah, yeah. I'm just spitballing here. Yes, any, I, any, any tips, Cassidy ooh, on that same question? I, I've been waiting for you to ask. Thank you. <laughs> Um, it's funny you mentioned pinning comments because number one, you pin some of my comments sometimes. First of all, I'm honored. I Oh, so true. Your I, comments definitely get a lot. I literally of will go to your post and be like, what can I say that can get me pinned? Like on, <laughs> on your post. I want to say thirsty for pins. I want to be the funniest person on this post. <laughs> no. But um I like No, that please I, keep doing that. Please keep doing that. I like the idea of pinning a comment because then it like you said, like it it rewards people for engaging and will continue to like, like, it's like, Oh, I got pinned last time. Like, let me comment again to see if I got pinned. Like I'm in this, you got me, you hooked me in this comment thing. Like I am deep, you're proof. (laughs) Yes. The other thing that I was thinking too, is like having a really good caption. Um, I think a lot of the times on Instagram, people get stuck in like the blog style caption and think that they need like 12 paragraphs, but like really, truly I am reading a sentence at the most. And it's just that first sentence that you put. Um, so this example that I saw this the other week, um, there was this girl and she, it was on TikTok. She was showcasing her bathroom. Okay. It was like the color green. And in the video, she opens the door with her hand and you can like see her nails a little bit. So it's like supposed to be her showing off her bathroom, but in the caption, she put, isn't it cute how my nails match my bathroom? And the funny thing was her nails were red. They did not match her bathroom. So all of the comments were like, are you blind? Like your nails do not match your bathroom. What are you talking about? So like, I feel like the caption can kind of like bring it full circle as far as getting engagement goes, or just like, I don't know, keeping people like interested in the video. Like the caption Mm -hmm. is gold. I feel like you have to be controversial sometimes. You do. That is a great segue into my next question. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I have a question for Ashton. Um, Hit me with it. (laughs) Let me pull it up because it is juicy. So Ashton. Yes. This is from another photographer. Do you have any regrets after criticizing Kourtney Kardashian's wedding photographer? (laughs) And I feel like you need to explain the situation and answer the question as well. Okay. Well, if I may, I just need to correct the question because I never hated on the photographer. Um, But so why I say (laughs) if you're controversial, I do think it totally boosts engagement. My highest performing reel was Is it really? Oh yeah. Three, I think like 3.1 million. So I turned off the comments Go about off. six months ago. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I just I just put up a funny post being like, 
isn't it like why do celebrities with the most money in the world just seem from my perspective to choose this very odd style of like wedding photography and I just it was one of those like are you okay and I'm like no I'm not type audios um because I just couldn't fathom like it was a crooked it felt like very low quality ceremony photo anywho I didn't put down the photographer. My caption, my, my quote on the reel was very much like focused on like celebrities and their style choices, which I feel like if you're a celebrity, you just, you are putting yourself out there and everyone has an opinion about your style and choices and let alone the Kardashians. So, uh, it definitely wasn't a slam at the photographer, although I wouldn't choose it, but that's fine. Like everyone's entitled to choose their own style of photography. So, um, I have no regrets because I don't think the question is actually accurate that okay. I was hating on them. I wouldn't want to just like publicly shame another person's art. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did publicly question Courtney's <laughs> choices. There's a difference, a distinct difference. I mean, There's is, a difference. It is weird that like, again, these people so highly value, I guess, art, I would think yet, their choices were very questionable, I guess. Um, I don't know. It is weird to me. I heard, I I heard some podcast, I can't remember what it was. So don't quote me on this, but it was, I'm pretty sure it was Justin and Haley's photographer. And they Mm -hmm. were like, I was allowed to get like one or two shots. And that's like all Justin allowed me to take. And he basically like, wouldn't give me a lot of time and I don't know. It was just like really, it basically made it sound like, yeah, like I basically got like a couple shots and that was all I was able to get of the both of them together. Wow. Like I think Haley wanted a lot of photos, but I don't think he I did. I distinctly remember their photos because I literally, <laughs> this makes me sound so bad. Like I, I remember reposting their photo and it was just like this white curtain backdrop and like yeah. direct flash and like nothing was special about their portrait that they, that was like their announcement photo, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, why do we go to the ends of the earth to make our photos like everything they can be when this is what like celebrities who have millions of dollars to spend have so that's really interesting but yeah that's so funny because i actually have had multiple couples be like i want justin and Haley's vibe like i want their wedding photo vibe which i kind of thought i thought like it was cute like how simple it was it is yeah but the idea of like being a photographer of a celebrity like they get photographed every single day like basically that's what I'm thinking yeah too. like paparazzi like they're over it if I were Justin I would be like I don't even want a photographer yeah because I'm just I'm done with pictures like I'm done with people trying to capture me like I'm over this so it makes like it's sense. like the enemy the camera's the enemy yes for them. it makes sense that he wouldn't want a ton of photos um and I get that like not to put down wedding photography in, a, in a, as a whole but I get that like across the board it can be basic compared to celebrities who are like, no, give me something different. Give me something so oddly unique that like it doesn't blend in with the rest of society. Mm -hmm. So I, I get that frame of thought, but it's, I just think there's humor to it. I guess like I didn't, I was even thinking along the lines of if you were a celebrity, again, it's so different from our own daily lives. I mean, if you knew that 
your wedding photo with your spouse was just going to be like plastered everywhere and mm-hmm. not even kept special anymore, I probably would be like kind of a butt about it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. It's so interesting to think too about the idea of like only getting a few shots. Like Justin only wants a few shots. That's actually like really challenging. And mm-hmm. I think I personally as a photographer would be like, shaking in my boots yeah. for those three seconds that I get to take photos. I'm like, these have to, I have to like fit as much in as I can, because this is like my only opportunity. I think that's like a very stretching like opportunity. And also like, I think it would be a very strong gallery as well. I think the photos would be like very like documentary style. Yes. Because like it's all in the moment. Yes. It wouldn't be like repeats and just like pose after pose after pose. It's like all yeah. Candid. Yep. Which I would love that. Cool. I was gonna say, yeah. That would be so interesting. What if like photography, the next era of photography is like completely like storytelling and absolutely no poses and just that'd be so it's insane like paparazzi would we style. love it though because we wouldn't have to like formalize family pictures <laughs> yeah i mean all the introverts would be living, living. Oh, yes. the, the, the 70 to 200 sales would go through the roof <laughs> we'd all be like re-inspired <laughs> it's true all everyone right. would be a photographer i thought of a question for you cassidy okay are you ready no, not really. It's it's good, I think. What is something you think people assume about you that because of like your growth and following and like business ventures that you think is a mis misassumption? Yes. That's good. That's juicy. Oh, thanks. That's so juicy. And I'm gonna give you the least juiciest answer. Oh, come on. <laughs> Everyone thinks that I am like the biggest extrovert ever. Mm. Same. And I, yeah, and I'm like the complete opposite. I am like such an introvert in certain ways. Um, but like specifically when we're talking about like weddings and like who goes up to people and talks to people, that is like Charlie. Like Charlie is, if you guys are listening and don't know, Charlie's my husband, but he is just like the extrovert between the two of us. He loves people, loves talking to people. And I am more like in my craft and kind of like to, I don't know. I feel like I'm not the one that's going to like start conversation and stuff. So, but because I am always like posting stuff and like not afraid to like talk on the internet, mm-hmm. like apparently I'm an extrovert. No, that's true. When I shot with you, you're very much like, if there's a moment or like dinner, you're like, where can I go find a corner to be by myself? You're not like <laughs> we literally, chatting it up. We left, literally went upstairs away from everyone and sat just the two yeah. of us. And I was like, I need peace and quiet. No, like, that, that tracks for sure. Even like, how I've got to know you, you're not one to like talk to strangers or just like, you know, get a conversation going for the sake of it. Yes. And Nathan, you feel the same way. You feel like you're, just... I mean, I feel like I'm probably not as introverted, but at the same time, I do find it funny that I think the, a lot of creators that I know of online, and this is outside of photography as well, they are not the most extroverted people. In fact, I think a lot of them are introverted leaning because it's almost like they have a chance to talk. <laughs> I don't know. It's like they have a chance to like say something and like people can actually listen. And it feels like they're talking to one person when they're talking to a screen. That's how I like am fine with it because I'm like, it just, it, for some reason to me, it feels like I'm just talking to one person. Like if we were in a, like we're in a group of two people here now, I mean three, including me, but if we were in a group of 
like five or six, I would, you probably wouldn't hear me talking much. Mm-hmm. Cause like once it goes past like a certain number, I'm like, mm, I'm just going to like sit in the yeah. background a little bit. I think Ashton would be doing most of the talking. No, <laughs> yeah, oh, probably. No. You really think you're so, I feel like you're way more extroverted than me and no, I'm Nathan. more extroverted than you both. Yeah. I think yeah. so but too. The older I get, the more introverted I become. That's so true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. And like, you're so old. I forgot. I, ancient i'm ancient no really i feel so old compared to you guys girl we're literally (laughs) the same age i think i think so how old are you 28 okay (gasps) how old are you i'm 29 oh yeah cassidy's just a baby (laughs) i thought you were younger nate sorry sorry i know everybody thinks i'm younger i'm like i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it'll serve you when you're like 40 and they're like oh my gosh you're 30 and you're like no but thank you (laughs) really hopefully (laughs) okay i have my next question for Nate. That was a great question, by the way, Ashton. Thank you. Um, so Nate, how do you give direction to your clients while you're shooting? And how do you like create an environment with where they like trust your vision? Yeah. I mean, it really starts when you first are branding yourself and when you're first marketing, because if you don't set that expectation from the get go, and you're not in, you're not putting things, whether it's on your website, whether it's on your social media language or different things like that, that allude to who you are and kind of like even sharing personal parts of yourself, I think really sets the tone. I always tell maybe like a coaching student or something like that I say like, Hey, you know, you're going to get to the degree that you give first with your clients. That's not always the case. But I do think that when you're in a position where you're willing to make a fool out of yourself and you're willing to maybe like write a really vulnerable caption or you're willing to just like, I don't know, like post personally, um, then people, when you actually meet them, they're going to feel like they already know you. And they're like, oh, well, you put this personal part of your life with your wife on display. And so now I don't feel weird putting my personal life on in front of your camera, for goodness sake. Um, and then going to, you know, your website, uh, are you setting expectations for like the way that you work with people and the approach that you take? You know, like I, I like to use words like, uh, or I like to not use words. I'll start there such as like client and vendor and, uh, professional relationship and like all that kind of stuff. And I like to use words like this is more of a collaboration and this is more of like me hearing your vision and then my vision and those things come together and using words like a relationship and friendship and all those different types of things so that they really feel like it's a safe space. Cause after having been, well, this is the other thing I would say is if you struggle in this area, a really quick way to figure a lot of stuff out is just get yourself in front of the camera and see how that feels because immediately you will learn what sorts of things you need to be doing for your clients when they're in front of your camera. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could go on, I could even go more practical, like on a shoot, but I'd say like, that's a, that's a pretty good starting point for someone is really get to the point where you're giving first. And then I think your clients will feel more safe to 
give as well. Um, and yeah, put yourself in front of the camera. Literally, it helps so much. Mm-hmm. I like that idea of like setting the base on your website first and like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like people just don't think websites and like social media and all of that is like important, but I really feel like it is like it, it's like an introduction to someone before you even meet each other, or even talk like, yeah, you have to be way more invested in your business and then your clients will also be invested. Like they'll care about it. If you care about it, like you can tell if someone's like, half and half not not really feeling photography they're just kind of in it for the money or right whatever you can feel that like from someone's literally their emails from their website from their social media like clients aren't stupid like they they can understand your vibe right away yeah absolutely yeah okay cool 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 that was a great answer i'm like we don't we don't got to say anything else like (laughs) you, you just drop the mic just please don't drop the mic i'm just kidding all right. Don't I'm getting like carpal tunnel over here holding it up, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have one last question for Ashton. Um, so Ashton, here it goes. So this person just recently switched from social work to full-time photography. Um, so what advice would you give for someone that is switching? Maybe from social work, but also like just in general from like a corporate job or whatever to full-time photography. A nice broad question. <laughs> like where well, you were a social worker, were yes, you? Yes. Yes. I actually can Oh, relate. okay. I was like, that is oddly specific, but yeah. no, this makes I, sense. I don't even know if she knows that I did that. The person who submitted this, but yeah, I worked in foster care, uh, using my degree for one year. Love that for us. Rip, yes. <laughs> um, so I remember switching is just this like leap of faith for most people. You're like in this in between where you're like growing and shooting and you're like really excited and inspired about photography, but financially you're like, it's not there. Like I can't just quit my job. Like you're super financially dependent on it, obviously. And everyone's situation is different. So I can only speak to mine. Like I had, I was married when I went full time. So I had my husband's income to like, you know, as a buffer, but still it was very much like, you just have to know and trust the process when you put in the work and you have those 40 hours extra a week that you're not in your like other job. When you put that time and energy and intention into full-time photography, like it does come back to you um, as long as you're utilizing your time well. And um, yeah, so that was, that was scary. I, I think it's definitely a crazy like leap of faith that, I remember well, but I was so not willing to go back to social work that it's kind of like, I have to make this happen for myself. And you get a taste of like being your own boss, which has its pros and cons. But when you get a taste of like that time freedom and schedule freedom, those are two things that I really, really value in my life is having uh, flexibility and the choice for myself to like take time off and travel wherever, whenever there's a motivation that just kicks in where you're like, okay, I'm gonna keep going. And I didn't invest as early as I wish I would have. Like I was definitely doing the like shoot, edit, deliver cycle. And I wish in 2017, I was way more, um, willing to invest in like education because I could have made a lot more money a lot faster had I been willing to invest in like, um, 
mentor sessions or like courses and things that taught me actually how to run my business. I was so focused on like high quality gear and like presets and editing and like those things are good, but they just don't carry your business to the place of like profitability. Like you're really desperate for in the first year or two of going full time because you want that security of your income. So looking back, I just spent too much time worrying about like my my results as far as like photos go. But, um, that would be my advice. If you can pour into your education, like you did in your gear at first, you're going to see that come back to you like tenfold. I think, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. What would you guys say? Yeah. I, (laughs) I feel like when you are switching from like a corporate job or whatever to full time, you kind of need a little bit of like, a like something needs to be on the line, you know, like you need a little bit of motivation. Um, so like not saying like quit your job and hope that it all works out, but like sometimes in those scenarios, like that is really when you thrive is when there's pressure on you to make it work. Um, so I would say like, if anyone is like switching or contemplating going full time, and like afraid that there's going to be like too much pressure, like just know that sometimes that pressure is actually good. I Mm -hmm. found that that pressure was great for me. (laughs) I work great under pressure, which (laughs) it's not always a great thing for me, like mentally, but it's great for my business. And, um, I guess that's why I would say to someone listening that just feels like there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, honestly, if you, it's like, if you are so fixated on, just making sure you have this backup plan and you're so fixated on making sure that there's like this cushion for you, then you will gravitate towards what you're fixated on. Mm -hmm. And so that's the biggest thing you have to remember is you want to put all your time and attention and energy to just plan A, right? And that's, you don't really want to have a strong plan B. You want, like you really, I don't know, I think plan B should just be multiple streams of income, not like going back to your old job, Mm -hmm. like diversifying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it should be just kind of like, Hey, I'm going to make this work because I kind of have to like what Mm -hmm. you're saying, Cassidy. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that is what really propels people to levels that they really didn't think they had in them because there's no going back, you know what I'm saying? And again, like you're saying, Cassidy, don't, be irresponsible, especially if you have, I mean, if you have like kids that you need to provide for, and maybe you're like a single parent household, if there's something like that, yeah, it's, it's going to be different than if you're like a 20 year old who is like living with your parents, like Mm -hmm. so world's different, but at the same time, you kind of have to use wisdom in when is the right time that incentivizes me to kind of get my butt in the gear and actually work hard. Um, and when is the, yeah, when's the right time to move on from whatever this past kind of like training wheels of your full-time job are for you. Yeah. And nothing exciting happens in your comfort zone. Like your current job is your comfort zone because it's security and predictability and entrepreneurship like is so outside of all of our comfort zones, but that's where like your brain does like kick in like a different side of inspiration and imagination. And, um, I like, 
my family laughed for a long time, kind of as like a running joke, like out of all of us, I was the one who like started a business. Like that's so unlikely. Like if you knew me in high school and college, I was like sleeping through college classes and just like such a, I kind of just had this like bum energy. Not that I was, but you know what I'm saying? I was just like, like so chill, like didn't care about like being a high achiever is more what I'm trying to say. Okay. So I think something kicked in when you're like, Oh shoot, this is like a creative passion that I can actually like love what I do every single day and have freedom and flexibility over my like schedule and time. I think people are like, so that you don't know until you're there, how that's going to kick in for you, but it will because yeah, when you don't have a backup plan, you just unlock this part of your brain. That's really, it's really exciting. And that's Mm -hmm. all happening outside of your comfort zone. So you have to be willing to like get out and take the leap. Yeah. I also think it's important to note that like, it's okay if you also stress a little bit in the process. Like if you every once in a while are like, Oh my gosh, I don't have a backup plan. Like what is my life? You know, like that's normal. Happens to me about Mm -hmm. once a week. I'm like, bro, what the heck am I doing? You know? So I think it's also normal. Like it's great to be outside of your comfort zone, but it's normal to be scared and like, just like not be for sure about the future. Um, you know, you could be for sure about the next six months, but you know, if you're someone that really likes a backup plan and really likes security, that might not even be long enough, you know? So just like, it's okay. Just like embrace it <laughs> and you'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask both of you cause you both have degrees, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How, how do you guys feel about like getting a degree? Like, do you feel like it was worth it? Not worth it? Do you regret it? Like, I'd love to hear what each of you think. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I don't care. I think we probably have slightly similar answers, but I think we have very different experiences with Mm. college because you went to college, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I see the thing about me is I loved college. I hate school, but I loved college because it grow, it like, forced me to grow up in a different way. Um, I met my husband there. I met like lifelong friends there and highly expensive experience, but like, I can't say I would go back and trade it. I would just say if my kids were 16, 17, 18, making the same decision I was back then, it would be a totally different conversation in our household because my eyes have been opened and it's not the only route absolutely not the only route anymore. So I just, I am torn because I do there's, I think, and I see a lot of value in the experience of going to college and, um, yeah, it's, it's a unique place and I really did love it. So I wouldn't go back and trade that. However, very, very expensive. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a tricky, it's a tricky one because There are people who I've talked to who've had incredible college experiences. Um, And then there's people who I've talked to who haven't had incredible college experiences. So it's like, it really depends on kind of the institution that you go to. And then even like the professors that you're working with um, and all those different types of different factors. Like there's so many different factors. Um, And yeah, I don't know. For me, I will say I really struggle with going to university and the idea of, um, doing something like that. If you want to get into one of the, I don't know how to call it the arts or anything business related. If you're looking for something that is more standardized and you're looking to become, 
Like I always say, like if you're working on our brains or our planes, please, please go, go to college. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. But like at the end of the day, you don't need to go to college to learn from somebody who isn't running a business, maybe who never has mm-hmm. about running a business. I mean, all three of us are educators and we know that all three of us would get like driven out of town, so to speak, if we hadn't built successful businesses ourselves and then tried to sell coaching or courses on that exact topic. So why are we doing it at the higher education level? And then on top of that, you look at the investment. And so you're going to be spending probably what, like anywhere from like 50 on the low end to 200 K on the high end for a four year degree. It's four years of time. And I just look at that and I say, is that worth the return on your investment that you're going to be getting? And I I look at that and I'm not saying it can't be, but is it? And if you are going for something in business, I mean, if you were to tell me, if if someone were to tell me, hey, I have a hundred K to work with and I want to start a business, I would be like, oh my gosh, you, you, the world you is your oyster. I know literally <laughs> the world is your oyster. Like yeah. you can get like some of the world's best coaches for that money and probably build one of the, like an incredible business for that type of money within literally months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's my thing is you always have to test and see what are your goals and and does this meet your goals? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not like it can't be something good, but just depends on who you are. Yeah. Cassidy, what do you think? Oh my gosh. I just, as you guys were talking, I was thinking like, so we all have degrees, right? And it's like, don't you wonder if it's like the four years that you spent getting the degree, if that, like, would you have the same business that you have today without that? Like, good question. I really do feel like, although Ashton, you didn't go to college for photography, for business, you still had like a, almost just like a personal experience that changed you as a person that I think probably made you into a better business owner. You just didn't realize that it was making you into a better business owner. No, I thought the same thing while Nathan was talking that you're kind of tracking with everything, like the the choice you make is going to lead you to the next right thing. And it's impossible to know and see that far ahead in your future. But like, I, I actually started in nursing, which is the biggest joke of the planet because like, what? (laughs) So not science minded at all. Like it's it's so embarrassing, but I just went for it. Cause I was like, Oh, there's money in nursing. You know, I'll always have a job. Not like, you know, money, money, but I was like, "Uh, I'll be a stable job for the rest of my life no nearly failed chemistry dropped out of anatomy but that led me to social work through which I had never even heard of and it's kind of like social work is nursing without like the science it's very people oriented like caring for people and so nursing led me to the right thing and so it's like I don't regret nursing and then social work led me to this and that and the other. And so it's like, everything's going to kind of make its way. Um, as you go down the path, like it's going to make itself clear. So I definitely don't think I would be the person I am without that, like four years in degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like a lot of the times when people ask questions about college, it's most of the time going to be someone that's like 18 years old or 17 years old. And like, is at that point where they need to decide either way. Right. And I just feel like, 
yes, you can run a successful business at 17, 18. I'm not saying you can't, but I think it's more of a matter of like, you just need a little bit of time to like still experience life and like learn mm-hmm. things, whether it's in college or at an internship or just going and shooting more. Like, I just feel like you just need like a little bit more life under your belt outside of your parents' house, you know, in yes. paying bills and stuff. And I think that's just going to make you a better business owner. I don't yeah. think it matters if you go to college or, right. you know, whatever you do. I just think you need to go and do something like, don't Have just sit there. Totally. Have a plan and don't, uh, my biggest thing is like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but like, I moved away when I went to college from my parents' house. So I was living in Pennsylvania, and then after I lived in Pennsylvania, I lived in Washington D.C. on my own, like without anybody. And it's like I don't regret those experiences because I think they were very shaping and gave me like a really different view of the world even and made me a more multidimensional person and character rather than if I would have just like been sitting home in my parents' basement all my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I do think there is like a difference there. Um, And I'm not, I guess, I guess what I would say is I think those experiences could have been gained in a different way and possibly been just as impactful. So I guess I would say, yeah, get, get yourself to a place where you kind of have to, if you're not going to go the college route, still hold yourself to a higher calling that you're going to, like you said, pay your own bills, Mm -hmm. feel what it feels like to be an adult. Um, maybe like be okay with falling in your face a few times with, um, like a business you start or something like that. And yeah, just kind of let that process take over. This sounds so wishy-washy, but I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard because it's like, if I had a kid right now, I don't know what necessarily I would say, like do this, Right. but mm-hmm. I don't know to each their own yeah. in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard because I have my sister like graduated last year and she's in community college right now, but kind of in a, she doesn't want to go to college. And then I have a cousin who's kind of similar and it's just like, like they literally asked me like, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. because I just went to college. I got my degree in marketing though, which I feel like I do actually use my degree quite frequently, but like, you know, like I just feel like sometimes the degree is not always the answer, but it can well, be the how answer. Are you supposed to, this is my biggest qualm. It's like, you're 17, 18. How are you supposed to know what your passions are when your brain is still eight years away yeah, from being fully developed? Like that is what ticks me off. That's my thing about like the spending the hundred K part of it is I just don't think a 18 year old should be making a decision like that. I didn't know who mm-hmm. I was at 18. I didn't know who exactly. I was at 20. Like exactly. Yeah. So that's my, okay. I actually have a juicy question for both of you, which <laughs> I don't know if you're going to answer, but like we, we all invested in college, like a lot of money right? What is the, you don't have to say what it was, but like, what's the highest dollar amount of something you invested in your business for like education or like, what's the most you've spent on your business? Like at one time? Yeah. Mm, That's a good question. I can answer. I know mine right away. (laughs) I want to say like around 10 K or I'd say probably around 10 K. Nice. Mine's 30K. Nice. What's yours? 
Oh, I was just the one asking. Girl, you I, <laughs> if you don't say I know your answer. So. You do? Yeah, you told me. Oh, mine's also 30K. Yeah. And 100% I've made my money back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what's wild is like that's I would have. What were the what were the 30K things? I mean, you not don't give mentioned. not specific, <laughs> but is it like. Uh, was education. it like hiring a specialist or was yeah. it like, Mine is okay, gotcha. Yes. That makes sense. Me as well. That makes yeah. sense. I just, I like those answers because I think it shows like, I don't know, big investment, big reward, hopefully yeah. is the goal, but, mm-hmm. um, putting a lot into your business, kind of like you put into college, like different outcomes, but I yeah. was also just curious. <laughs> yeah. But also like my investment was not up front. I didn't have that money up front. Right. It was over me like too. multiple months, which was so helpful for me. Um, you know, and it makes it like a little less of a hit, you know, it yeah. doesn't feel as big of a number, which it is a big number. I took it as a big number, but like, it's not like we're just all three of us are sitting around with loads of cash in our pockets, you know, like, like it just was like an overtime thing, which Same. I think sometimes if you need to do that, like that's what you got to do. Like, that's a big investment. Like, don't feel and like don't it's you be. and don't you also think that because I I really learned this is that money is truly like a form of energy and it likes to move and I don't know to me like anytime I feel like my money is sitting for an extended period of time and I haven't like invested back in I view that as a problem. Whereas I used to view that as like a good thing and like an achievement mm-hmm. that like, oh, I saved my money. But I think now in terms of the more, n- not the more I spend, the more I make clean like that, but it's very similar. It right, is the energy behind it. Exactly. It's like the energy of if you move it, it's going to keep like flowing back to you. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? No, yeah. I'm actually challenging myself with that right now. Cause I'm like, what have I invested in lately? Like it's time to make a money move for my, like invest in something that maybe feels like, I don't know what the outcome will be, or I don't know what the return on investment will be, but I I'm in that stagnant place actually lately. And I'm like, I'm ready to yeah. keep it's it. It's the flowing. worst. Like at the end of the year when you're <laughs> yeah. like, what do I need to spend money I on? Just like <laughs> spend money on something. Uh, her new year's resolution, spend more money. And Wills is like, <laughs> um, we're going to save more money. Specifically you are. I'm like, okay. But I mean, there's a difference between spending money on your business. Right, right, right. Yeah. Business doesn't count. That's the best part when you like tell your spouse, you're like, but this doesn't count. <laughs> Literally we're doing our budget. And I'm like, my business credit card does not count, babe. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I love that. That's a, that's a good like topic. I feel like, yeah, it's just, you have to put money in, you know, to get money yeah. out. That's just at the end of the Maybe day. Maybe a hundred K on college. No, no, no. <laughs> I agree. No. Yes. Scale down. To, to summarize college is not the answer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but actually, but I mean, the fact of the matter is like I, my wife goes, she's not like going for a degree, but she's going, taking courses at a school because that is, that is, what would I say? That's a means to her end of her goal. So it fits for her. So if you hear me saying that I'm anti-school, I, I mean, I'm a freaking educator. I'm not anti-education. Yeah. It's more I just think that the educator themselves should be held to the standard of getting you your money back. And I felt like the institution I went to did a very poor job of that. Mm -hmm. So 
And we all value education here. Like I value my degree and the experiences that brought me. Yeah. So we're not ever downplaying education. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up. What a combo. Um, I would love for both of you to just say like where everyone can find and follow you. And, you know, if you happen to have a podcast, like just let everyone know what that podcast is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm so singled out. I don't have a podcast, but yeah, no, you guys, no one needs another like respectfully. You guys do such a great job. And I know of other people who do such a great job filling the gap in the photography industry. I've told you this before. Just no one needs my, not that it's not valuable. Girl, no we, one needs my leave podcast. this room. We don't need this <laughs> negative podcast energy. Get Sorry, out. I just, I can't. Um, yeah, I'm on Insta mostly at Ashton Brooke, Ashton with a Y. Um, also, I'm active in my email list if you want to hit it, hit that up. Um, I dabble very awkwardly in TikTok, so don't even waste your time. I follow. Do you? I follow. Oh, that's follow. true. You, you commented. Thank I'm you. I'm invested. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, I am at Nathan Chansky kind of everywhere, Instagram, TikTok, and Nathan Chansky.co is my website. Um, Passion with Purpose podcast is my podcast. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for coming on today's episode. Hopefully there will be many more episodes like this. Should what we start privilege. our own podcast? Should we? A group Another podcast. podcast. Another it'll be mine podcast. and it'll just be the three of us. <laughs> exactly. No, we'll start it as the three of us. And then Cassidy and I will just out. kind of like drop out. Yeah. Like slowly I'll stop being available for <laughs> episodes and you have to do Perfect. solo episodes. All right, guys, thanks for coming on the podcast and I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher Step I take, I'm getting good Getting a little bit better